Hey everyone, this is Kevin over here at Critical Bit, and I'm just popping up here to give a warning that uh, while editing this episode, I broke uh, I broke it all. I broke the main file, and yep, so you might hear some crackling and popping at certain parts, and uh, nothing I can do because I messed up. Anyways, uh, thanks for sticking with me and all my mistakes, and hope you enjoy the episode. Okay, bye. finally back after a whole like solid month yeah i mean between what uh you got sick your parents visited i got engaged and then i got married two weeks later i got fired uh, is it fired laid off there you go you didn't do anything too bad <laughs> i guess i mean now nah, you probably did get fired <laughs> And season five of Fortnite came out yeah! on Nintendo Switch, and you can crossplay unless you own a Sony console, and then you're fucked. Yeah, Sony don't like nobody. So good luck with that, I guess. Um, so, uh, welcome to the critical bit. One month later, it's a retrospective. Not really, but I'm Chris. I'm Kevin. And we're here to bring you all the news you've probably read on the internet already. Also. It may sound better or worse, because I'm testing new things, so hold on to your butts for that one. I mean, you should just hold on to your butts in general. You don't want to lose those. Yeah, probably not. But that said, it the the audio quality might be better, and uh, <laughs> I'm getting a workout because I'm literally holding a microphone right now. It, yep. And Kevin's lazy and has his on a stand, so. It, yep. But as we record this, I believe we are in day two of San Diego Comic-Con. So, you know, I- I've been to that Comic-Con twice. And that was, I think the last one I went to was seven years ago. So it's been a while. And all of you are probably already disappointed from all the Comic-Con exclusive pops that you did not get. <laughs> I know you are. Oh, I didn't but I didn't even attempt because the uh, lack of a job part. I didn't have $15 to spend on a also i didn't really like any of the ones but that's besides the point i didn't see any of them but they did i swear to god i have to buy pops now they finally released a lord zed and rita repulsa pop and and i want it and pokemon nah they look creepy that pikachu was nightmare inducing (laughs) how does target get an exclusive for a pokemon pop i don't know i guess it has something to do with uh they have that deal in Nintendo right now where they're uh, distributing certain Pokemon and stuff. Maybe they had something to do with that. Oh. GameStop has that same, like, oh, we distribute shit for Nintendo too, so I don't know. Oh, okay. But uh, I don't know. That thing, they can keep it. It is horrible. <laughs> so, I mean, they're all kind of ugly, but that one, oof. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I don't plan on getting any of them. So, well, I, aside from Rita and Zed, that's pretty much it. They announced a whole bunch of other Power Ranger ones, like Helmetless Rangers. Oh, yeah, I saw all those. I meant, I don't remember if I should. Oh, yeah, did I send, I sent that to you, right? Okay. <laughs> but regardless, I don't, I don't care enough to buy those, but I'll support Rita and Zed. But, uh, it, it's, um, Rita from original not the new movie right it's okay show accurate like feathers everywhere yes that could be a good one 
I mean, and they did it kind of. I guess they figured Zed would probably outsell Rita. Yeah. Which is kind of silly to me, I think, but they bundled them as a two pack, so you don't really have a choice. You buy one, you get that. Oh, okay, okay. Which makes sense to me, so it kind of is what it is. Um, speaking of Power Rangers, I don't know if you saw this, but I assume you did, but were you from Street Fighter is now a Power Ranger? Like, officially, Ryu is a Power Ranger? Okay, so that Legacy Wars game. Yeah. They put Capcom characters in it. Yeah. They are doing a short film, a live-action short film with actual cast of the Rangers and real people dressing up as Street Fighter characters. Uh, <laughs> in that trailer, Tommy is fighting... <laughs> he's fighting Ryu. Which, okay, sidebar, the, re- the Street Fighter characters look to me like bad cosplay which is saying something when you're going to have people dressed up as power rangers fighting like in that kind of budget yeah but it's weird when the the street fighter characters look low budget but (laughs) aside from that um tommy gives ryu a crimson hawk power coin and he morphs into a ranger now and he is playable in legacy wars as a power ranger uh, I wonder <laughs> how much they are taking that as canon. Oh, it's probably not canon at all. I just think it's for the game. But okay. what that Shattered Grid event is still going on. I feel like it's been going on for a year now. It's like it's time to wrap that up. It's it, I'm tired of that being the only thing that happens in the comic books. But uh, they kind of they're pulling in all these like other Rangers from different universes and galaxies and whatever. And they can kind of play with them however they want. And I suspect it'll end somehow where like nobody remembers that anything happened. So it's really not going to be that consequential. I don't know, but they could pull him in and be like, Oh, he's a Ranger from a different dimension and just, you know, whatever. But that's kind of what they're already doing to an extent. Um, I haven't read anything recently, but I mean, it, they're pulling, they're pulling these characters from different timelines in the show's continuity, but you know, whatever. So you've got Ranger teams working with one another that I've never met, or uh, you've got like the mighty Morphin meeting the Zeo, but half of Zeo is half of a mighty Morphin team. So it's kind of weird, but it, it works for now. So I'm, 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 I'm sure he'll show up and it's probably pretty cool. I mean, it is cool. It's just, I just, it's kind of like most, um, most comic book crossover events to me, like, you know, the first five or six are great, but then by like the second half, I'm like, okay, it's time to wrap this up. Like we're stretching it out too long. And I kind of feel like I'm kind of feel like it's getting to that point. Like, I'm tired of hearing about Lord Dracon and what he's working on and all this kind of stuff. Let's, let's wrap it up. Let's, let's finish this, but I know it's coming to an end soon. It just feels like it's lasted a little too long. Oh yeah. I don't know. I might be alone in that thought, but you know, part of why I like the comic book series is that it's an adaptation of the, of the original show, but it's set in modern times. So they don't have to necessarily follow the whole nineties subplot and all that kind of stuff and it's good that they have branched out and kind of made it their own but i want to get back to that rather than this world ending crazy event a year into the the comic book's life i mean i'm sure you're not alone in that but i mean there's plenty of power Rangers stuff going on right now uh 
Hasbro is doing its first uh, official showing of them basically owning the license, which is funny because I saw some pictures from Comic-Con and they're literally set up across the walkway from Bandai. So you've got like <laughs> Power Rangers are right here. And then there's, hey, there's Bandai. Uh, so um, look what we got over here. Yeah, we've got Digimon. I don't actually know what Bandai does anymore. I get, well, they still have the license in Japan, though. So that's kind of also weird. So I mean, they got Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, they have that whole like Shonen Jump line, don't they? I don't know what. I don't know if they do, but I, probably, honestly, because I got that stupid Jump Force game coming out, and it's all those Shonen Jump characters. I don't know if they're all Bandai, but I believe it's Bandai making that game, so. Yeah, I do believe that they they own a lot of that, and um, I'm trying to think. They also do uh, Tails, obviously, because Namco's a part of that, and Tekken, and I yeah, guess. Tekken. The, the, I mean, Soul Calibur. I I remember seeing their booth, you know, when I was there and um, actually a lot of it wasn't Power Rangers related. So I'm sure they've got plenty of stuff. I just can't think of I don't buy really any figures besides that line. So I don't actually know what they do aside from like their gaming aspect. Yeah. But um, speaking of gaming, uh, I don't think you've picked it up because, you know, your job situation, but I'm must absolutely recommend project Octopath. so good um i mean if you like kind of like that 16-bit rpg is feeling. it called project octopath oh it's it's octopath traveler oh. i'm just so used to calling it that because of you know the news but it's octopath traveler and it's fucking phenomenal like it's so good i've been watching some people play it on twitch but i haven't actually i and i did the demo and it is definitely something i'd be interested in but yeah. I mean, it's it's made by the team who did Bravely Default. So if you played that, you know, it'll... I liked half of it. I mean, I never finished the first one, of course, because that's just who I am. But it plays like that or like Final Fantasy 4, 5, or 6, you know, Super Nintendo era. But what I find most impressive about it for a game that isn't technically that extravagant is... I like that whole pseudo 3D, 2D art style. Yeah. I would call it 2.5D, but that's not accurate because the sprites are there, but the world is actually 3D. Kind of like um, there was that game on the PlayStation 3. Uh, it was a Zelda clone. 8-bit, uh, 8-bit oh, hero. Yeah, 8-bit dot, dot hero. Terrible name, but it kind of looks like that. And Except aren't... Isn't an Octopath, aren't the sprites like actually completely 2D? Whereas yeah, in that, the, they were voxel based, so they still were 3D. But the the world itself just looks so cool. Like, there's a lot of depth to it, like, not actual, like, substance. Like, when you walk down a staircase, you feel like, instead of the screen moving, you feel the depth in the world, the 3D. And it's really cool, and it's... um. Actually, they do have a weird design choice. Like, I don't know if you remember when you played the demo, but all the corners are super dark, so they focus on what's going on in the middle of the screen. So, like, the corners are almost... Like, they fade to black as you're walking, so whatever's in the corner of your screen is darker. And they do this, like, out-of-focus thing with the background at certain points, so you really... It kind of does some screen blurring and that kind of thing. Hmm. I guess I never noticed it. Well, it... I didn't notice it until I played more of the real game 
but you can go into the options and disable that and actually just see the world kind of like it's still blurred out in certain spots like it's supposed to be but by turning off that filter i feel like the game looks better because i can see more of it and i really appreciate like the the art direction they put into it so i just keep walking around towns and the fields and stuff just seeing like how pretty it is i'm really enjoying it so it's a good switch rpg which they don't have a lot of right now yeah so i mean there's some good stuff out but i really think this is worth the 60 dollar drop if you're if you're looking for something that's probably gonna last you a while i uh i probably would have picked it up if it weren't for they finally announced monster on pc yeah but i thought you were over it no because it like comes out like in a few weeks (laughs) it's like upon us although uh it's not gonna have all of the free lc dlc i can't believe free lc is a term it is but i don't know uh if monster hunter hunter uses it it's from it was the the company creative assembly who does the total war games calls their dlc free lc because it's like free content they're putting in but it still sounds stupid anyways it the monster Hunter for pc is not going to have like all the uh all the stuff right away that it is out on console which kind of sucks because a lot of that stuff is awesome especially right when the uh it comes out like i think a few days after the final fantasy crossover event happens where you get the behemoth armor and you can fight (laughs) the behemoth so i'm assuming that won't be in pc which kind of sucks because i really want a moogle well i was thinking about that stuff too because like the mega man yeah like yeah i don't well what they do with final fantasy 14 which i don't play but i've seen like sometimes they bring events like that back I guess it's probably in their licensing. So I think they'll probably, I don't think it'll be a one-time thing. Oh, no, no, no. They, they said that um, it will be coming to PC eventually. Oh, I'm just did. being greedy and like... Well, fair. Yeah. They, there's a lot of things that they're doing that, like, when did Monster Hunter come out on consoles? Like in February, right? Yeah, it was it was a while so ago. So now we're in, we're in, in PC, it's going to be coming out in August. So that's a big chunk of time. That's six months. Yeah, and so we're not getting any of the updated content right away. So also a lot of people are complaining because it's supposedly going to be locked at 60, which is fine. But at the same time, we're on PC. Why lock the frame rate? So Um, I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with multiplayer or something like that, because that's the only thing i don't even know honestly i mean i that's the only thing i could assume is that it has something to do with like maybe syncing i i don't know yeah or just like now that you mentioned that i do remember the not that it had to do with the frame rates but i do remember the 3ds version that i played sometime had a weird issue with syncing and like sometimes things would be on other people's systems where they wouldn't be on mine or vice versa whatever yeah so maybe that is an issue whereas if someone has like unlimited frame rate and they're running at 140 frames and someone else is running at 60 maybe there's an issue there i didn't think about that i mean it's just a i pulled it out of my ass but that that's the only thing that really would make sense to me so um but it also probably gives 
like when you're doing your attacks and your movement and stuff it may even though you're doing cooperative play it yeah, might be considered still... unbalanced to an extent yeah so um also monster hunter is kind of very i mean the old ones i don't know if this one is but it's very timing based so, yeah you got like 30 minutes or whatever oh so, you're talking well, about like, i'm talking about like moves and combat and that kind and of stuff, stuff. Yeah. yeah so maybe they want to I don't know, but it's Capcom. I mean, they could probably just be like, mm, whose life are we going to screw over today? And, you know, I don't know if they're actually the ones who even are doing the port, but at the same time, I mean, the street fighter port was okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just fine. So I'd rather, I'd take a fine port over a bad one, obviously. So the fact that it's, locked frames at least we're getting 60 frames you know like they could have just oh, been absolutely like, we're locking it at 30 because we because fuck you well yeah you're on pc but you don't want anything higher than 30 and i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so i'll take the 60 i'm not going to complain so whatever i haven't decided like i'm not a big monster hunter person i've only played the only one i played was the remake of try oh on the wii u on the wii u and i just we've talked about this before like i was expecting something kind of more rpg-ish where you gained stats and experience level up and then i didn't realize that it went in blind it it all relies on gear yeah yeah it is it there's no leveling up at all i'm considering slightly i'm trying to kind of pull back on how much i've been spending on games since i never finished anything um but i'm considering getting the the new one, the Generations Ultimate. On Switch. On Switch. Just because right now, you know, with our living situation, it's easier for me to play handheld games. But I might wait to it for it to be on sale for a while. Like just to I'm I'm really trying to pull back because you know, I'm not I spend all this money and I, I don't have a problem with that, but I don't play half the stuff I'm getting or I play them like six months later. So I'm trying to actually finish stuff before buying stuff. Well, I'm a smart person would do. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to be getting the switch version too. So you're, it's all good. And is there multiplayer? Like we actually play together. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I'll let you farm for me. I don't know if they're going to require you to have their bullshit, uh, service. They will when, when it launches. Absolutely. But even if like, or my other thing would be like if it allows you to play locally you know i don't know but that would make sense i can't imagine they wouldn't like which would be fine for you and me because we live close to each other so yeah because if i remember correctly the 3ds version the most recent one you could play online or locally yeah i'm pretty sure that you could still play i i feel like i read something about it speaking of switches we bought a second one. You know, we Did you? About, yeah. Well, we were talking about saving money, but I was also, I was talking um, to the husband now, and I was like... The husbando? Husbando. I keep calling him that, and I think it annoys him. But <laughs> I told him it's either that or waifu. Yeah, I hate that word. I hate that word, too. But it's so cringy. The other day, like, I called him, I said something where I was referring to him in the conversation in front of him. And I was like, Oh, my husband, blah, blah, blah. I was telling somebody and he's like, Oh, thank God you called me your husband, not my, or my wife or whatever. I was like, you're a man. I would call you a husband. That's how it goes. But, um, no, we bought a second switch because we're playing it handheld right now. And, um, you know, because we don't have a lot of room where we're at, Yeah. but once Pokemon comes out and smash comes out, he's 
that's all I'm going to use it for. You know, I mean, I play the system. Obviously, I like it, but I'm going to be committed to those games for a while. And if he wants to play anything else, because he's also playing Octopath. Uh, Did you guys get two Octopaths? No, oh, no, okay. we uh, we didn't do that. But I can I'm fine with like handing stuff off because I've always been a person who plays multiple games at once. But like right now, he's kind of more invested in Octopath because I've I've been letting him play more, and I'm playing Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze on on the other Switch, and it works fine, especially for physical games. The problem is, is um, Nintendo's kind of like archaic download design so like the first switch we got pretty much has to be the only thing we play digital on because i can log in and set the other switch as like my main switch but it doesn't work like a playstation where if if you're signed in you can just play what's there you have to deactivate your free your previous switch and make the other one your main one to play anything that's downloaded on it that sounds annoying it is kind of annoying and you can't transfer your saves easily. There's no like cloud-based saving until they launch the subscription service, which the cloud-based stuff is going to be included in that service. So now that Donkey Kong's on the other console, if I take the, the cartridge out and put it in the other switch, I can't use my save file. Yeah, that's... So it's a little awkward, but we're going to make it work because, you know, we have to, but we're not going to buy multiple copies of a digital game. It's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? Like without, and that was, yeah, it just kind of sucks. Like the Sonic mania download, like the update came out and I would like to play it, but he's playing on that console. Yeah. And that's the one that has the yeah. Sonic on it. And I could, I, I really could deactivate it in the eShop. It's not that much work. And because I can always reactivate it on the other one, but it, it's kind of enough to be an inconvenient. Like you just don't want to. It's yeah. enough to make you n- not want to play like you'll just do something else. Yeah. And that's the thing is like you've got this online service and Nintendo's always been really like bad about this. But I'm assuming there's some way for a server to authenticate that I can't be signed in on two different consoles at once or something. So like if I'm signed into one, don't let me be signed in on the other. Yeah, it, it really I, I'm not a developer and I don't know anything about coding or anything like that. But it really seems like in the grand scheme of things, that would not be that difficult. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, though, I have no idea. And I mean, I don't. But I also think Nintendo's still stubborn. I mean, they are. They always have been when it comes to online stuff. But I feel like if Sony and Microsoft can make it to where I can be signed on to a different console, use the software there. And then when I'm signed out, that software is not usable then they can do it too. Yeah. They're, they, they've got more money than both of them combined. So that that's hyperbole, but whatever. Just kind of randomly off topic, but not really because it's about to switch. Um, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos in my free time. Yeah, same. <laughs> and I caught up on a lot of the old E3 stuff I missed, which was most of the Nintendo stuff. And um, the new Mario Party looks fun. Oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I've played like every Mario Party with various degrees of f- having funness and you know they're they're all enjoyable to a certain degree but it they definitely the newer ones definitely are less competitive less everything and I was watching them play the uh this new one's coming out and it looks like it's good old fashioned Mario Party and they're not relying on like all gimmicky mini games and it just looks like it's going to be fun yeah and that's um the last one we played was mario party 9 and i feel like mario party 9 was 
it was fun because it was the Wii controls and it kind of opened up what you could do. Yeah. But as a game, as a Mario Party, I didn't feel like it was a very good Mario Party. Yeah. But what I miss is like the N64 and like the first GameCube one where you like you you were a dick. You fucked over yeah. all your friends and that was the fun of it. And this kind of looks like it's going to be that kind of game. So I've actually that's one of the games I'm not skipping out on because I'm always looking for stuff where we can all play together. Yeah, I was the the few games, the few they played a few rounds and I was watching I was like, "Oh, this actually looks enjoyable and like each character has like their own dice they can use." And so like Bowser's dice block had like minus one coin on it minus three coins on it and then it had a one but then it also had an eight and a ten so you could get like crazy rolls or have the chance of losing dice and it's like oh it's actual it's like somewhat strategy to the game or something take risks for big rewards well i think the thing that you should take out of that the most is that you can finally play as bowser and bowser is the best oh yeah which I mean, he th- that'll be the first one he's in right i'm pretty sure that's the first one you can play as i mean i did not play I played one of the DS ones because I got it for like $5 and it was all right. Um, but I haven't played any of the console ones with the cars and stuff. That's When it stopped being competitive, I stopped caring. Well, that one did, was lame, but it did. The Bowser versus players mode was pretty fun. I don't know if you ever tried that. Uh, and we, we played it briefly, but it was it didn't have that same feeling. And that was part of the reason we didn't like really get into it. But yeah. I am excited that like... They seem to have opened it up. They've got so many characters you can kind of do. And I mean, it's kind of like Mario Kart. You could even put guest characters in it if you wanted to. But I'm excited to try that. So um, speak, I looked it up. Monster Hunter does have local co-op for uh, the Switch version, up to four players. Cool. And this isn't really important to me, but you can transfer your save from the 3DS one into this game and continue from where you left off. So... Oh, that's cool. That'll be cool because you won't have to grind all that shit out again. I didn't get terribly far because that was the ones my friends quit playing. And at the time, my wireless was Garbo, so I it would DC on me all the time. But anyways. Well, it's hard for me. Like, I, I've been saying, like, I'm just kind of thinking about 3DS stuff right now. There's a lot of games on the 3DS that I need to play slash finish slash whatever. But I've always been one of those people who can usually kind of go back to older things. But I am so spoiled by that switch screen and handheld mode. It is really hard for me to go back and play mm-hmm. stuff. And I guess I think this is just a thing of me getting older. But I can't hold any handheld console that long anymore without my hands cramping. So I'm like, I was playing uh, Omega Ruby or whichever one, the Sapphire one, Alpha Sapphire. Yeah. And I was just like, I, the game is fine. I don't have a problem with it. It's like. God, these screens are just like so 240p that like I'm I just it's hard to look at. The screen is so tiny. I'm spoiled by these giant screens and I have an XL and I just got the plus I just got the plus iPhone because for the exact same reason where I couldn't see anymore on my regular iPhone. And I I had an iPhone 7 Plus, which I loved, but then I got the iPhone X or 10 or whatever the fuck you want to call it, which I got because I loved my Plus, but it was like, it was huge and it wouldn't fit in my pocket very well. And I was like, oh, well, this one's got a bigger screen than the small one, but it's somewhere around the size of the Plus. 
but I some days I find myself missing that giant ass screen. Well, that one screen is the same size as mine. Well, technically, it's technically got a larger viewing area but the phone itself is smaller when yeah when you do the diagonal corner to corner but you've also got to take into account the notch which takes out some viewing room so i mean i don't care about that i've gotten used to it like i don't even notice it anymore yeah but sometimes i miss just having that full big screen but i also i play two games on my iphone so it doesn't really matter but these things we i think we have the same processor yeah these things are fucking fast when it comes to games when uh when i was looking at phones to get i was gonna get the x slash 10 but then when looking at it it was like oh it's actually the same phone just minus a few features but the actual guts of it are pretty similar yeah they're very similar i mean this one has a better camera i believe and i, I want to according s- to the According to the specs, they had the same camera in them, too. There's something that's different, and I don't know if they've patched it in or something. I remember looking at it and thinking, oh, I'm going to get that. But there was something, aside from, like, the gestures and the face ID and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's what the camera is. Like, it does the AR stuff with your face because it scans uh, your face. Okay, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. But, um, I mean, I like the phone, but I think when it's time to upgrade which won't be like a year from january or something if i'm hoping they have an like a x plus which i'm sure they're gonna get rid of the home button on everything but i like the basic idea of the phone but i kind of do miss it being a little bit bigger i didn't think i would but here we are yeah i uh i love my phone as you can tell if you follow us on our social media instagram because i've been taking pictures of my wall of pops because free time so i seriously need to take pictures of all those power ranger figures i have gotten because (laughs) our instagram is nothing but pop figures that's that's gross I (laughs) i know i feel bad but then like I'm getting all these people liking it's like and all their names are like Funko Master 500 and <laughs> Funko Lover and all this stuff and I love the portrait mode on this thing. Dude, these these phones have crazy good cameras I, like I have a uh I have a minor in photography and I have a really nice Nikon DSLR and yes, the Nikon does take better pictures, but this iPhone like it's way less work. I'm not having to lug around a giant camera and all the lenses. And to the average eye, I mean, I'm not printing anything. I'm not blowing anything up. And to the average eye, you can't tell the difference. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna add on to that a little bit. I do not have a minor in photography. But to have something like this for somebody like me, I consider myself an everyman. Like, I take a picture. I take To be able to just pull it out of my pocket, take a picture, and have the quality I have it's fantastic yeah also i did take a bunch of pictures on here and i did shutterfly and let they let you print as many pictures as you want for free you just pay shipping and handling those actually came out really good like i was there were some that i cropped you know because i only wanted certain pieces yeah and even when those were blown up and put on on paper or you know actual photo paper they looked fantastic so I'm really like, I'm impressed with it and it works for me. And, you know, yeah, you're always going to have those people who are like, well, it's not this kind of, well, no shit. But do I really need that? You know, does, does the average mom, pop or college student really need that kind of quality? 
that that is for somebody with like a degree or like an actual um like a job like oh they're a photographer but that said too there's plenty of people who uh now do photography with their iphones on the tripod so i guess it really just depends on what people want to pay for yeah and especially if you're not printing anything like i'm sure these phones can print just fine but yeah yeah i mean it kind of is what it is but I don't know. We don't really talk about technology or phones. Yeah, that's our new segment. Uh, iPhone. We sold our souls to Apple. I I mean, that happened a long time ago. But actually, it doesn't. I don't have a Mac or an iPad anymore right now. But (laughs) I've never had a Mac. You count like the one from '93 when I was a kid. It's uh, funny because like I don't. (laughs) I know how to just because of nature of my degree graphic design everyone's like oh you gotta have a mac go have a mac so i've learned on macs but i actually don't touch anything mac other but i won't touch anything android I, like i love iphone no i had a, a galaxy s3 back when they were new and i loved it at the time but i learned that every time android has like a new patch or whatever they call them a system update that it like I found that it burned the hell out of my phone. Like, it just slowly got worse and worse and worse. Way worse than anything I ever dealt with with Apple's patches because they're not great either with that stuff. Yeah, I'd say they're both bad, honestly. The The Galaxy S3 became almost unusable. So, I mean, that was my experience. I'm sure everybody else was different things. But I was also, like, four or five years ago. So yeah. It could have changed. But regardless, you know, it is what it is. So, um that said uh also video game related the battle for azeroth pre-patch uh buckle in it's wow time there's uh i mean obviously a new expansion is on the horizon it officially launches august 14th um but blizzard's doing their first like worldwide launch which pushes it up for america as launching on august 13th so it's a whole day early but the pre-patch released today, Tuesday, um, and it's been kind of sloppy. <laughs> um, you, there's, I have like technical issues, technically sloppy, and then just like Chris's level of expectation sloppy. But on a technical level, like uh, you know, Blizzard doesn't go into it wanting this, but the servers were just a nightmare which you know you kind of expect in some yeah aspects but like legion launched relatively smoothly so we were kind of all i feel like hoping like oh shit i might actually be able to log in and play today but they launched a new feature called communities um and you can join as many communities as you want in game so how's this different than a guild well you you're still in a guild but these are cross server oh so like you have friends who play WoW, and you may w- you want to make a community server for you guys to talk and like schedule stuff and do that thing, but nobody wants to change servers. Yeah, so like if I wanted to log on and I could create a uh, a community for pop collectors Ex- of World of Warcraft. Yes, you could do that, but you could all stay on your respective servers, and, uh, and we could just talk about guild. the newest Blizzard pops coming out. But you have some limited guild functionality too, though. So you have a calendar, you can set up events, and you can all sign up for them without leaving your other guild. What's the point of event if you're not on the same server, though? Well, because you can cross server, you can still cross group. Oh, so like I'm in a I'm in the reset era 
um, community. Now it's, it's based on region and it's based on factions. So I'm in like the North American horde one. Now it's only been open for a few days, but the idea is, is like, Oh, my guild's raiding. I'm missing a person. I need a healer. Somebody's sick or even less. Like we're doing dungeons and I don't want to run with a complete stranger. Uh, I can type in the community like, Hey, I'm looking for a DPS. Does anybody want to come with us? And they can come. I can invite them. They don't have to be on my server, which is already a function that was already there. But it's a way to like let communities unite without having to like join different servers or quit. And that's kind of the thing that like Reset Era NeoGAF at the time was dealing with. Everybody always wanted a NeoGAF guild, but people were already set up on their servers, invested in their own groups. Nobody was going to they would start them, but then nobody would play those characters, you know? Yeah. So it was hard to do. This allows this to happen, huh. but the communities were such a strain on the servers because of how blizzards backend works that it was causing a whole bunch of login issues and server problems. So this huge thing that they've been hyping up for months with the, since the battle for Azeroth like announcement, they turned off for four days they came back on like yesterday so like they had to actually disable a full feature of this new thing to fix it and it wasn't ready for this pre-patch launch like it was supposed to be jesus and there's there's a certain amount of qa that you just can't account for yeah you know because beta versus live i get it but this just seems sloppy to me like i've been through every expansion and i do not remember them ever having to actually disable a feature that was hyped as part of the uh as part of the new expansion you know what i mean that's like saying oh there's new raids coming but we're turning it off because of something like i mean it's not exactly the same but it's that idea if i remember correctly they had to turn off matchmaking and here's the storm after a patch because they completely broke it jesus well you know you gotta kind of cut them some slack because there is stuff that you can't deal with but this is the worst launch I can personally remember since like Cataclysm. I don't remember Miss being that bad. And I might just, it may have been bad. It just wasn't as bad as Cata. But I remember Cata being rough. But I mean, that was also somehow eight years ago. So I might be remembering it correctly. Do you, do you have to have the new expansion to have that community feature? No. So do you think, because one thing I noticed that they you can now just pay the sub and you have all the expansions up to whatever the not including the newest one yeah you you just pay the sub you don't buy the software anymore except for the current expansion which is friggin awesome do you think that maybe because that was announced somewhat recently do you think they got like a just an influx of more people well it in a roundabout way it is connected in a sense but it has nothing to do with the amount of people it's what they were explaining in the qa they did yesterday which was a thursday um basically you have these guilds and these guilds are restructuring even though it's based on the communities the guilds use the new communities infrastructure so it's kind of very similar in the back end stuff and they were explaining like you might have people in your guild who haven't logged in in seven years and it goes in, and when that first person logs into that guild after the patch, the system scans all the people in the guild to update their, basically their tag. That's something you don't deal with. It's only on a server end. Yeah. There's so many people logging into guilds, scanning all these people, converting all this information, 
that it was just killing the servers. Hmm. So I'm not, I'm probably not explaining it correctly because I'm not a techie, but it, it's like databases, all these databases for all these guilds across millions of players were updating and just slowing down the servers. Now, that said, it all seems to be good. They did another stat squish, and for the first time ever in the history of the game, they did an item level squish, too. Yeah, you heard about that, and, like, my friend was telling me that he went from, like, 5,000 health to, like, 20,000 health or something crazy. Uh, other way around. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what it was. I went from, my Death Knight had about 9 million health. Jesus. has 5k. Or it might not be 5K, it might be 53K. I'm perfectly okay with that, though, because... The number's got out of control. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's the, it's, it's the same thing, it's just less... Well, people like to see bigger numbers. Oh, I know. The server, the strain on the servers for having to calculate those numbers is actually high. But it's also like, oh, cool, you're doing 2 million DPS. Well, actually, 2 million DPS isn't that great. Yeah, it's, you know? if you're hitting a boss that's like got yeah, a shit ton of life. It's hard to gauge a metric like that when you're talking about a person, like, what they're doing. It's easier to be like, oh, I did 3,000 DPS. Well, you're supposed to be doing 7,000, you know? There's smaller numbers it's easier to to kind of comprehend just on a layman's turn. Yeah, because if, if your shithead hunter is like, well, I got top, I'm doing top DPS, I'm hitting for 3 million. Well, it doesn't matter because <laughs> yeah. everything's got a ton of life. It, it's it's hard. For people who don't play the game, it might seem like, well, 3 million sounds like a lot. But when you're in there, it's just a, there's also just a lot of numbers. Like when you play the game, you see these numbers flashing up everywhere. And it's a lot of like, that's nine digits constantly yeah. at spamming up your screen. It actually, you know, you can turn that kind of stuff off, but you also want to see what you're doing to an extent. So I yeah. guess it depends on the player, but I'm happy about it. I'm glad. I actually kind of wish they would do a level squish and I don't know how that would work. Yeah. We're, we're going to be 120 in a month. And I mean, for now, like when you were 60, then you hit 70, then you hit 80. Like I, I, for me, it peaked at 100. Like, wow, I'm level 100. Now I'm like, oh, I'm level 110. It doesn't sound as impressive somehow. Yeah, I don't know what they'd be able to do, though, to make it balanced. Like, what do you get for gaining levels? You just get talents or Well, they, don't, they haven't put new talents in since level 100. So what do you what do you get? Well, you get uh, in the last expansion in Legion, you, you got stats. the artifact. Um, so the artifact had different. They had three golden traits with the altered how you play. Then you got little traits. But this is a whole podcast episode for like my frustration with this. <laughs> but you got an ability, generally speaking, for everybody who got an artifact got an ability. Like that was the first thing you got. Well, now those abilities have either be, been reworked into new talents and they shuffle the talent trees a bit. But in Battle for Azeroth, you get three different types of pieces of armor have what they call Azerite traits. Oh, and that's, that changes like what you do, but that's in your armor. It's hard to explain. Yeah, you've already lost. Me. Yeah, it's <laughs> they're doing different things because they don't want to add more abilities because they feel like they're adding bloat to the game. Which I kind of get to an extent, but it's also like with abilities coming from items, whether they're weapons or armor, whatever you come up with in the next expansion, this stuff is just going to be gone. So you don't really get the whole, oh, I learned something new feeling, but it's just an adjustment. I'm sure I'll get used to it, but it is kind of weird to be like, oh, I'm level 120, but I haven't gotten a new talent since 100. That's a little odd. 
Well, I mean, I guess you still technically you're getting stats too, right? Oh yeah, you're absolutely getting stats and you know raid loot and that kind of stuff. So you're still gaining power. It just feels weird to not, in a way, to not get. Even in Legion, we got new talents and abilities from our artifact. But this is the first. This is the launch of BFA. In new patches, they might add in abilities based on as right. Without being able to explain it, there are different choices you can make on the armor. Like they're basically talents that are tied to the armor pieces. Hmm. So there might be the possibility of being like, well, you can talent into one of these three things and get a new ability. But I imagine balancing something like that would be insane. Yeah. So I, uh, I can relate to the, to the skill bloat. Cause I, one of the first MMOs I really got into was guild wars and they locked your bar at like eight skills and I really appreciated that, or I hated it at first, like, but then I moved to WoW, and I was like, I got so many buttons I got to hit, and this was like early WoW 2, where your hot key, your hot bars were just filled <laughs> with everything, oh, here's all this food I got to eat, and, and so now I kind of, I kind of like a, um, a nice clean skill bar yeah it, it's good now they they pruned a lot back in legion so now it's just kind of like refining that system yeah but some of the overly complicated specs that had a lot of stuff and abilities that weren't really useful got either baked into other abilities or just removed but yeah like, mo- when they had all those talents too where it was just like straight numbers and they were really boring and dumb and i know they got rid of those a while ago they got rid of those in myths and you would you still have people who say that the, that talent system was better but it was really just looking up the best build yeah. and copy pasting. Like there was no choice in it. Like you can argue that 51 point talents were great and there was all this choice, but you know that you looked on Wowhead and you copied what they said to put in there. Do not play. Well, and like the only reason you'd take other talents was if you were maybe doing a different, like, like priest. If you were not healing, you would take different talents than what. But if you were a priest that wasn't healing, then you were never in a group anyways. And if you were doing <laughs> shadow priest or DPS, you just copy what the DPS thing was. Yeah. There was a slight concept of hybrids, but it didn't work the way people like to pretend it worked. So, yeah. Because uh, well, new- you wouldn't be a good healer or and you wouldn't be a good DPS. Exactly. There's no way like... And back then especially when raiding was a lot more strict yeah. people would be like look at your talent you're not coming into my raid so yeah that's exactly what happened to me because i uh i loved my shadow priest and i didn't want to switch to healing and i'd be like oh looking for a group and like all right cool we needed a priest and then they'd be like wait a second you're shadow priest get out of here yeah guy. No, it- <laughs> we're just gonna get a mage if we want dps spells <laughs> and i mean everybody's viable now i mean there's always gonna be the top dps in the bottom but everybody has a place out they've done a really good job of really affecting that and making sure everybody kind of feels unique and bring stuff but in legion they cut out raid buffs so like priests couldn't give fortitude priests uh, anymore or mages. mages yeah but with bfa they have brought back abilities like that so they may have gone a little too far to the left and now they're kind of centering again so it's still a balance game but it's nice to see that I liked bringing utility, whether it was just clicking a button or not. It was like, well, we need a mage in the group because we get the 10% intellect buff. So every there was a reason to have different classes. So it's good that they've kind of gotten away from making every class the same. Yeah, I like that because, I mean, I'm playing a Shadow Priest 
for a reason. There's a reason I didn't want to be a mage or whatever. I I think that's good. Don't just lump it all into like, oh, you're just a caster DPS. You're a physical DPS. But stuff like Shaman were the only ones who had bloodlust or heroism if you were alliance trash. (laughs) I was. (laughs) Because it was hard to get... You didn't always necessarily have access to a Shaman. They gave Time Warp to mages, which was the same spell, just under a different name. And then if you didn't have either of those, certain hunter pets could cast a lower version of Bloodlust or whatever. So certain spells like Time Warp and Bloodlust are pretty much required for a raid composition. Hmm, Yeah. So it sucked to only have one single class that could do that. But in Legion, like, mages had Blink, like they always had, but they gave, like, they basically made a shaman version of it called Gust of Wind or a or a druid version called uh, actually I don't know what it's called because I don't play a druid but dash dash would blink you and then you'd run faster but that kind of stuff was always like very specific to the mage flavor so why would a druid blink yeah it doesn't make any sense and a shaman they had their ghost wolves so why did they need the ability to jump quickly across like in the same fashion as a mage so certain things should be class restricted to preserve flavor but for mechanics for like a raid certain things are required so i get them trying to bake that in the different classes but there's a there's a fine line that they kind of have to follow which was the class that rolls up into a ball and turns into a wrecking ball and smashes into everyone the, the fuck, fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, is this the Miley Cyrus class? Oh uh, no, you didn't. You didn't see Overwatch's new hero. Oh, the hamster dude. <laughs> yeah, that's adorable. But I don't know anything about Overwatch. There's literally a hamster who doesn't talk and turns into a wrecking ball on Overwatch. But that's coming out like Tuesday. Yeah. But the more important Tuesday release is the Mega Man X Legacy Collection, which I will definitely be buying. I won't be getting either, probably. Well, I mean, you know. I like you don't like Mega Man that much. You kind of missed it like when it was out, like originally, didn't you? Yeah. Like you didn't really play it growing up. Yeah, I didn't. I do like the X ones because I didn't have any Nintendo. My first Nintendo system, excluding the handhelds, was a Wii. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. that the, I remember you saying that. And so I did play the X ones because they made it to PlayStation. But I didn't play any Mega Man because I only had I had a Sega, so I was all about Sonic. Sega. I mean, I don't think Sega had to like an equipment. Equi- I mean, you, Contra maybe. Contra was on Sega, right? Uh, but I mean, it doesn't play the same. But it was a version of Contra, but it wasn't like the NES one. Yeah, I don't remember which one that was. What maybe? Damn it! Now I'm gonna have to look that up. Well, because... I don't. I don't know if there was a Mega Man like. Well, there wasn't a Mega Man on Sega Genesis, uh, except in Europe. Um, there was a if you had the Sega like internet connected cartridge, you could download a version of it and play it temporarily. But there was a Contra on Genesis. It was called Contra Hardcores. Yeah, but they never had like classic Mega Man on a Sega Genesis. Like really, uh, only Mega Man. The superior Mega Man is Mega Man Soccer. <laughs> gross god back when i collected the Mega Man games i had that and i remember being excited getting it because i had only played it as a rental then i was like a i don't like soccer and b this sucks i i haven't played it since literally whenever i was a kid but and i was probably a stupid kid so it probably does suck but i remember it being awesome 
Well, I mean, it was fun to like fuck around them, but you know, when you rented, when you rented games, they didn't come with like the instructions and the internet wasn't like a thing. So we never knew how to do like the super shots or anything like actually how to play the damn game. Also, when you rented games, you had to enjoy it because that was that. And that was the game you had for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, and then you had to take it back in time. Otherwise you got in trouble because your parents screamed at you for getting a late fee and you lost your save file. So like back when like the N64 came out, the, uh, the, I don't know if you know what a movie gallery is. I do. But, uh, uh, basically when Blockbuster was getting all the N64 games, uh, the movie gallery was getting them too, but they kept Super Nintendo games for a while. So I would rent Super Mario RPG and apparently nobody else in the hometown I'm from would rent it. So my save file was always there. So I, oh. I just rented it over and over and over again. Like basically every other week when I could convince my parents to do it. So, and I finally, that's how I beat Super Mario RPG. You just kept using the same Yeah, because nobody was playing it. And that worked. I mean, it worked, but it, renting games was tough. Like, I didn't rent PlayStation games or anything back then, you know, like once that era hit. Yeah. But like, I always thought like, wow, memory cards really like save the day with that kind of stuff. So, but I didn't, I stopped renting games probably probably in the n64 era until i worked for blockbuster but then it was like different because you know i was going there every day so i was i never had to pay for them or they weren't late or anything that's true that was me with gamestop when you could like check out a game for like four days or whatever and my boss didn't care if they were new so i would just be like oh i'm checking this out for research and then i was like i'm glad i didn't buy that shit yeah it's i got five free rentals a week um, so you, but it was any combination of movies or games. I used it mostly on games. Um, and I would, you could rent movies like before they came out and watch them, but I didn't watch movies that often. So every now and then I would watch them, but hell, when I worked at Blockbuster, I still had a VHS and DVD was a thing. God. I eventually bought a DVD player. Now we, we laugh at this, like thinking how much they cost now. <laughs> God, probably expensive because you can't find them no fair but <laughs> you know when they launched um you know they were expensive then but i remember getting one on black friday for 30 bucks it was super like basic but it played movies but i was excited because i was like oh 30 yeah i was poor because a lot of us didn't pay shit yeah. especially in alabama but i that was when i got a dvd player you know i, I didn't have a playstation 2 until I got a PlayStation 2 probably in like 2005. I got mine pretty late too. Yeah, because I had a GameCube when the PlayStation 2 came out. So, And I used to use these video game trading websites where you would trade with people, other stuff. Yeah. Actually, I got a Dreamcast. Yeah. So I like, oh! I love the Dreamcast. But Dreamcast! After it was discontinued. Yeah! <laughs> I still have my Dreamcast. I have four. Jesus Christ. Uh, the batteries in them, I think it dies. It save like, the settings all the time. Yeah, that's why I... There's also ones... I have one that I can play my my pirate... I, I mean, my perfectly legally downloaded games. Well, that stuff was always rough on the the disc drive which we didn't know then well that's why i got so many is because well, yeah, they burn out this drive. <laughs> i'm still mad like this is probably this is my second dreamcast but you know i traded that stuff in at some point because i was trying probably gonna get my ps2 i don't know but 
I traded in a copy of there's this game called Cannon Spike. It sounds familiar. It's a Capcom game with like Cammy and who's the guy from Street Fighter that's like Guile's friend Charlie. Charlie, yeah. And Mega Man is like a secret character and then there's some other people in it, but it's like it plays like Smash TV, but 3D, like a weird arcade shooter. I love that game and it's super short and really easy. Really, it's nothing crazy special, but it is incredibly expensive now. A lot of those Dreamcast games are very expensive. Well, I remember MVC2 being like, oh was the, that, that was, was the arcade, arcade perfect game. game. Yeah. I remember buying it on Xbox and it was like $50 used and it's like, what the hell? Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things like... uh. The, the Dreamcast one was arcade perfect. That was the big thing about Dreamcast. Yeah, and then they, they port- eventually put it on PS2 and Xbox. But for some reason, people always preferred the the Dreamcast one. I don't know if there was something better, but I assume the PS2 and Xbox one could handle it. Fine. They, they yeah, I if I remember correctly, there was some frame delay, but not enough for my young ass to yeah. care. But it was it was 56 playable comic book character. Who gives a shit? Yeah, but exactly. I remember playing the first MVC on PlayStation, but because it was so Ram limited, like if you played against somebody else, you had to play the same characters. Oh, so like, like you would player one would pick their characters and then player two would pay, play like the, the alternate costume versions of them. Cause that was the only way you could switch characters. Cause it didn't have enough Ram to handle that. That's... Unless they were the same. It was very, very janky. Yeah. Super jank. So, but I mean, kids today I, i'm gonna sound old but they don't really get like they say the what it was thing. like in the dark ages yeah so like they're when, all spoiled with their fortnights on their phone and on the switch and jesus on christ and that's cool i mean don't get me wrong it's like one of those things like you get you get these consoles and they have a lot of like great experiences and um you know a lot of options for what they can do and where they can play games but you know i remember having the game boy like the old big fat brick one with the green pea soup screen (laughs) and when your four double a batteries ran out i remember going through the house and like stealing batteries from other things and like putting the dead ones in them but eventually you ran out you know because my mom was like i'm not buying you batteries get your dad to do it alice i'll feel bad too like and the especially in the PlayStation Two, there was a lot of great like random games that, for whatever reason, shouldn't have existed, but they did. Yeah. And I feel like those games don't exist anymore because it's all about profit, profit, profit. Yeah. And obviously, you do want to sell a lot of copies of your game, but I feel in the PlayStation Two era, especially companies were willing to take a lot more risk Mm -hmm. it because now it almost seems like oh your company didn't get as much didn't get all the money out of business you're gone see you later so no one's doing anything super exciting like i rented a game called rad on the ps2 and it is probably my favorite game to this day and it's so stupid but you're and it's it's a really janky game and it would not exist in today's world but it's like you you're a little child in japan and you control a giant robot 
but you don't control it from the robot's perspective. You're controlling it from like the child's perspective. So it's like you and the friend are fighting each other with these giant remote controlled robots and you had to use the left side of the controller control everything for the left. Like the left analog was the left arm, the left thing was the left stick and you had to actually control it like it was a robot and like that shit won't exist ever again yeah and i was actually thinking the same thing we were talking about this at home like all these random titles that you're just never going to see anymore because everything's so big budget and all that kind of stuff nintendo's good about putting out some weird stuff but yeah you really have to go to indies for that kind of quirky experience now yeah like i think um the last thing they did i remember I would say falls in that category. I think uh, the wonderful 101 is pretty weird. And yeah. Like that probably wouldn't exist in today's world. Shouldn't have. But yeah. I liked it. No, I agree. Um, and that's probably like a whole conversation for another podcast. But I've I never really played indies and it wasn't like a snobby thing. It was just I never I never really needed to. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. Yeah. But I've actually been buying. I'm very selective with what I've been buying, but I've been buying a lot of indie games lately. Well, I know you. You buy like everything on Steam. I got issues. But I mean, that's kind of like me with physical games. I buy them and I never play them. So I'm trying to be more selective. But I think think we could talk about that and kind of go more in, in depth of that in another one. Also, it's somehow been like an hour. So I guess we should probably wrap this thing up and let these people have their lives back. Did you want to run through anything Comic Con related? I mean, if you've got stuff pulled up, we can. Um, okay, so just really quick, some few topics. Uh, oh, so, yeah, DC's for sure having a streaming service, which I think... I streams. Yes, yes. I can't do it. And I don't think DC has a strong enough lineup no. to warrant it. Like, they're... Okay, I'll, we'll go into this in the next one. But they showed the trailer for the new Titans. So... First of all, Cyborg's not in it. Um, Starfire, whatever. You know, the way Starfire looks, fine. They want to do creative things on it, but she's like legit shooting fire, like a flamethrower out of her hands. So she's not even have the right powers. And so that Starfire just overall looks ridiculous. And we now have a third universe for DC stuff. It is. And it's. Titans does not take place in the DC TV world, and it does not take place in the DC cinematic. It's its own. It's going to take place with um, one of their other new ones that's coming out. Joker origin? No, no. The the actual thing? No, that's. I think the Joker is part of the movie universe. The Titans one is going to take place in the. um, Whatever they have, they have another series for something that's coming out on their stream, but it's going to be in that. So it's basically. their stream universe well just uh, we could go into this forever but we've talked about dc having too many universes before yeah not too many it's just kind of their thing they have a lot of universes which is fine but when you come to like film and tv that's hard for a lot of people to follow when it's just like somebody just choosing something to watch you know? yeah god so they they need to be careful with that kind of thing uh yeah and uh Disney's bringing back the Clone Wars Star Wars series, so that's cool. That's good. I never watched it, but I know it's good. I know a lot of people like it. Um, I didn't realize George R.R. R. Martin was working on a space horror thing, but apparently that's 
going to be having a trailer soon. There's also two, just related to him, there's two uh, Game of Thrones spinoffs in development. One of them's a prequel. Shows? Yeah. That's cool. So, I mean, I haven't watched Game of Thrones in, in quite a few seasons, but, you know. Uh, Fuck I, all the haters. I enjoy it. Apparently, Iron Fist Season 2 is soon. really like getting some good positive impressions which is surprising definitely the most boring marvel show i watched uh, just i f- struggled through it i still watched it but it was not fun it was like no. a chore and i i want to be like i didn't like the dude who played him yeah i but, like him in game of thrones yeah but i i also i'm gonna give him a shot because i whoever was in charge of that first season was just a fuck up sorry dude he, he was a. Uh, not great still but he was better in defenders yeah that's true and it felt like he they had better writing for him i think that helped a lot he, i don't think he i don't think him don't his think portrayal is a lead portrayal yeah like, i don't think he's like really cut out for this but i'll give him another shot i'll watch season two and see where it goes yeah uh yeah walking dead still going on no one's shocked about that uh lots of star trek stuff i don't really follow star trek but, uh new star wars novels are supposed to flesh out the prequel era which interesting could be cool yeah that could be interesting and, um m night shamalanga ding ding has got some new i've never seen one of his movies uh, ne- n- not not nope. one Mm-mm. i don't i mean uh, you're not missing much honestly his track record is worse than better so i've heard it's very very like hit or miss but i'm just not that's not my kind of movie it's like nothing personal against it or anything i just eh. and in more important news i believe they are bringing back they're starting another stupid spider-verse series (laughs) so what is that like the third one they're doing now and uh i was upset because spider gwen it was getting it's done caputo canceled whatever but now there's a new team working on a new one and it's still the same spider gwen but now i believe it's being called spider ghost because technically spider gwen isn't what she goes by it's she's spider woman but it was confusing because there is a spider woman and she's not spider woman she's spider man just female so spider gwen was a good a, a more appropriate name but now apparently uh she's being called spider ghost or something Jesus. something weird <laughs> whatever i'm gonna read it i'm Too gonna get many all names but that's all i got comic-con so, and i didn't get any of my comic-con pops because but i thought you didn't want any of them i, I say that but okay. I, mean, I want all of them <laughs> We have to wrap this up. We'll let these poor people go. Make sure to follow us on social media. Talk to us. We want to talk to you guys. Like all of Kevin's pop posts. You know, Jesus. Everyone likes You can them. find us uh, on most social media as uh, CritBit Podcast, at CritBit Podcast. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're most active on Instagram mostly, sometimes on Facebook, depending on my mood. You can also email us at CritBitPodcast at gmail.com. Not at critbit podcast literally critbit podcast at gmail.com and i got a ton of free time so i respond to everything somebody please hire this guy 
So I'm enjoying my free time. I'm mm. playing through The Witcher three finally, and I'm like 50 hours in, and I'm still level 20. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not if anywhere far. Well, on that note, we will see you guys next time. Bye.